and welcome to the 62nd episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark, and with me as always, the back to my pack, Brandon Gross. Did you look at a backpack in your location right now, and that's where you came up with this? Oh, you mean this old thing, Brandon? <laughs> oh, a, a Yan Sport. A Yan Sport, indeed. Yes, I inherited that from uh from my my girlfriend. She she gave it to me when I was in need, and I've never given Are, it back. I I have a Jan Sport. Are they cool still? Um, that's a good question. I feel like they're like vans. Like they're just never going to be like perfectly in style and never perfectly out of style. They're just always gotcha. a, a consistent thing. What is your opinion? I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like it's not cool. You I mean, it's fine. It's I feel like it's 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 uh, passe now. Passe, right? Passe. That's Christian, sounds good. Christian passe. Now. <laughs> Christian passe. Jeff passe. Now, um, yeah. I was thinking about getting uh, if we want to do a cool backpack, a rolly backpack, Brandon. If I went into work with a rolly oh, yeah. backpack, you think that'd be sure, cool? sure, sure. I think they're going to call the cops. Then there's a shooter in the middle, <laughs> <laughs> or just kick it as I'm going to towards the elevator. Did you ever have a rolly yeah. backpack as a kid? No, I was not. A, you were a rolly backpack. I had a rolly kid? backpack. I think for one year in wow. elementary school. There should be a psychology study about rolly backpack kids. I think 80% of people who had rolly backpacks now have a baseball podcast. <laughs> That's what I'm I think I think 50% would be the number because I did not have one. <laughs> That's true. In our small sample size, Brandon and yes, I are scientists. And, yes, we, if this is the, <laughs> only test the controlled <laughs> environment. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. What's up, dude? How was your weekend? What have you been up to? It was good. I'm back in Los Angeles in sunny Southern California. Oh, baby. Just in Came time back for the heat. Sa- Back for the actually, dude. Nashville was the heat, man. Really? Not not to get uh, not to be a weather pod. Nashville <laughs> was could, the heat. We could be a weather pod. Um, but yeah, back in back in L.A., bought a guitar amp. Yes, huge. Wait, Brandon, I have one joke I want to run by you first. Uh, okay. Nashville hot chicken, more like Nashville hot weather. You, oh, oh you like that? my guy, <laughs> this guy is just. Ri- you should get back on stage. I got to start doing um, stand up again. Yeah, I came back. I bought I bought a guitar yeah, amp. Yeah, a little Fender um, champion. A little Fender champion. I just showed it to you. You being a, a talented guitar player and me being a, a not talented one. Hey, listen, um, I don't like that. I don't like that characterization. All right, thank you. Thank <laughs> you for your for your support. You didn't say I was good, but you've, <laughs> you've never seen me. I guess. No, but, um, I just that's true. Yeah, how have I never heard or seen you play guitar? I've there's I've I've heard a recording of you. I've never that's seen true. you live though. We should so. shred for each other one day. On <laughs> let's just record an hour podcast of us shredding. Let's jamming. Yeah, we're gonna jam. Yeah, how's how you know, the, how, please. I was going to say, you know how Mark Maron, I don't know if you listen to his podcast, but Mark Maron's podcast, he'll outro doing a guitar riff. I had no clue he does that. Yes, he does that. that so that's we should do that, except that, the entire podcast. That's, that's the most boomer recording podcast in a garage yes. shit I've ever heard in my entire it life. It is. It is. Oh, that's so funny. No, I haven't listened to Maron since like his Obama interview, probably. That was enough? You that think was he, enough. you reached the peak there? You were like, I'm not doing it anymore? You know Obama has a podcast with Bruce Springsteen, Brandon? I do know this, yes. <laughs> Isn't that the funniest thing in the entire world? I, I'm not. I, I like Bruce. I'm fine with Obama. I have not, I've not uh, approached that no, one yet. Yeah, I I'm going to. I have no interest in listening to that. But uh, congrats on the guitar amp, dude. Are you, uh, have you, you, you haven't broken it in just yet, huh? No, not yet, because it didn't come with the plug. Uh, the quarter the inch. Plug. Yeah, yeah, the quarter but, inch cable. Yeah, yeah quarter inch didn't come with it um which i'm like should i go back to the store and get one should hmm. it have come with that I don't, uh, know. I don't know if they come with them unless you buy like a package i think if you bought like a yeah a starter package or something that it would come with it but yeah um no it just came with the power plug so i got one on on amazon it's nice. coming in the mail i'll let you know um i also i was very productive on my uh, i was, had monday off for juneteenth 
Um, I was very productive. I also joined a gym. Oh, dude. Back in the gym. Hell yeah. Congratulations. Since pre-COVID. Since pre-COVID, I'm back in the gym. I went this morning. I got up at 630. I went to the gym. Dedicated. Dedicated. So far. I mean, this is day two. <laughs> That's this true. is day two. Um, what kind of workout are yeah. you doing? Uh, like, dude, I'm figuring that out. Are you out, cardio? Right? <laughs> or are you weightlift? What's the plan? No, I think it's more weightlifting because okay. I, I, I definitely lost some... Not that I ever had muscle mass, but I definitely like lost some you during down. COVID time. Yeah, a bit. That's so, um, so yeah, so I'll do a little cardio, a little, little that, and then I have softball on Sundays. I'm gonna be. You're gonna, gonna be an I'm athlete. Gonna, I'm gonna be an athlete, dude. It's um, so, how, fu- it's so funny you bring this up. Hold on, I'll talk about City Field. I famously went to City Field twice okay. this weekend, and I'll get I to know. it soon. But it's funny yes. you bring that up because I got convinced by our mutual friend and my old roommate Austin to take a free trial at a boxing gym and see if I would be interested in doing it a few oh. times a week with him. Yeah. So Do you like it? I, I did that once. I did boxing. Once. I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. It's oh, on the you're docket. Going to. Yeah, we got a lot of travel coming up, and it's expensive for the for the month past. Sure. So I get, I'm going to do a free trial when we get back from traveling the next couple of weeks and give it a go. But I'm worried because I want to do it because it's like full body workout. It's kind of like swimming that way, where it like works a lot of core muscles, works a lot of arm muscles. Obviously, you're burning calories the whole time. But I don't want to fight anybody. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to punch, and I don't want to be punched. So I'm hoping that I can kind of skate around that somehow. Well, the one time I did it, I went for and listen. My experience, I'm talking to my ass because I did it once. Okay, it was uh, they just put up the glo- like a teacher put up the gloves, and, and you-, you were just going right, left, right, left. Okay, yeah, okay, right, right, right. Um, it was a lot of cardio, and I felt like I was going to throw up. That, <laughs> that was so. If you're not good with cardio, you ain't going to like this. Buddy. It's funny you said that, Austin. A uh, uh, great athlete was a wrestler all through college or high school. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So they let him skip. Uh, the beginner's wrestling course, or I forget what course it was specifically, and, and move right into to the advanced level. And he did the full workout and then stuck around afterwards to wrestle some guys and said he, he overdid it and threw up at the, at, the, at the gym. That's not, that's awful. I've never, <laughs> I've, I don't think I've ever thrown up from exercise. I, I had that conversation with him. I think I did one time when I was playing football in middle school. I think they ran us so much that I eventually got sick. So, you know, it's come full circle now because we had a conversation a few episodes ago of uh, Major League pitchers yes. throwing up on the mound. We assume they're hungover, yeah. but oh no, maybe they're just at the peak of their sport. The difference is, <laughs> though, they're, they're not running laps or, you know, they're true. They are, true. they are, it's like, they are performing an athletic uh, feat. So there is some level of, of necessary uh, body worn that I imagine that's going to happen, but like not enough to get sick. Maybe I, I still attribute that, if not a hangover to nerves, as we've, as we've talked about. Maybe they get a little <laughs> too in their head. Who knows? I will be absolutely in my head going to a boxing gym with a bunch of people that want to like throw dukes as I just want to get in shape. So we'll see how it goes. But I think it could be fun. And I also have this work program called an HSA account. I don't know if that's something you're yeah. familiar with. Where health my, savings account. Health savings account. So my company throws a bunch of money into an account every month, and then I can access that and use that towards whatever I want that's health related. And so I might use that towards these, these classes and see what it's like. Listen, I'm not trying to McDonald's across the street from you, but you okay, did yeah. bring up the HSA last week. <laughs> I did. That's so. I was just talking to my friend Christopher today, where I'm like, I repeat myself on the podcast at least 14 times every episode, so it's, <laughs> it's bound to keep happening. But Brandon, I did go to City Field this week. Um, I think the Marlins lost a combined 16 to two. The between the two, you teams. saw the two. I text you this, but you saw the two worst Marlins games. I know at dude. City Field. I know Mets won three of four. And the one game, the one game that you weren't at of the losses, yes, of the three losses, the one that you were not at was kind of an enjoyable game. They yeah. lost by one run. It was at least close. Yeah, it was three two. But like, 
Uh, Friday was wonderful. Miranda got me these tickets for my uh, my my birthday last week. Um, and so we went to this Tibetan restaurant in Queens. Have you ever oh. had, yeah, you ever had Tibetan food? No, I haven't. It was really good. They had like a beef broth based soup that we got. Um, that was really good and whose name I'm sure I butchered and we got some momos which are almost like a dumpling kind of things We got a fried mm-hmm. version of that and a steamed version of that as well had a sprite Miranda had a diet coke. It was really great and it was all super affordable. It really wasn't that expensive. So um, That was delicious Then we got to our seats and I was like or we got to the we got to the stadium and I was like Miranda Why don't we go stand on the field level? They have like an area designated area for people who just want to stand and don't have to have tickets there And she's like no 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 let's go back to our seats first. Let's get settled I get I put up a little stink. She still drags me up to the seats. We get there. Lo and behold, she invited like ten of my friends to show up to the game and they were all sitting in the same section as us. So we ended up having like a full friend group. Oh, you didn't know. You I, thought it was just I thought guys. it was just the two of us. I was expecting date night. She shows up, there's everybody. There's all of my good friends that were in so town. So they bought like, a section like a section of Yeah, I don't know if we, any of us sat in our right seats, but we were in the right section and we were able to make it work and didn't like take anybody's seats. So yeah, that we were able That's to awesome. swing it. So we did that. And then on Sunday uh, woke up at 11, left at 1130. Uh, me and like a group of six or seven of my other friends went um, and sat out in the Bud Light Lounge, Brandon is what it was called, which is hysterical because I was trying to see if it was covered or not before we went. Maybe it was, maybe it's not the Bud Light Lounge, it's the Bud Light something. Um, and it is covered and they say, uh, this is the this is the section for families. And I was like, oh, what an appropriate name for a family section, the Bud Light Lounge. What <laughs> Daddy's drinking again. Yeah, daddy's getting boozed. Is, is this... In right field, the Bud Light Lounge? This was in right field, yes. I got to see. So is this like in the... Left field, left field, excuse me. Left field, left field. It's in left field. Yes. But it's not the deck. It's not the party city deck beneath the deck. So the deck was covering our seats. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, I tried some ballpark food. I went out of my way to try a little bit of of an interesting ballpark food. They have... You know the restaurant Momofuku? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They they had... I didn't know that was at City Field. Yeah, they have a fuku. It's just called a fuku. And they have a spicy habanero chicken sandwich. Um, I know good it was it was pretty good yeah for a ballpark fried chicken sandwich um, it was pretty good it was a lot spicier than I anticipated and I'm a I'm a man who prides himself on being able to tackle the spice Um, and it still got me a little bit which was a little interesting but um, it was really tasty did it like got it before I even sat down um, and then proceeded to watch the Marlins just get their ass kicked it also like wasn't Sunday's or Monday's game excuse me this was all on Monday's game I was I had Monday off work as well so I was able to go on Monday but um Monday's game, it was all like the first four runs the Mets scored were like sack flies or passed yes, balls. Yes, it was small ball. Yeah, game, yeah. it's like if I'm going to watch the Mets beat up on the Marlins, I want to watch home runs, you know, power but shots. But you did see that on Friday. I did see that on Friday. Uh, actually, yeah. I did, and Francisco Lindor hit the three-run homer before I even sat in my seat, so I missed it. I know, because I texted you. I think I gave you like a weird little yeah. eye emoji, and you're like, I'm not even Not even in my seats yet. I uh, I only got one uh, verbal harassment from a Mets fan, and uh, I was waiting in line to grab Miranda and I some drinks. She was in the bathroom. Some frat bro-looking 22-year-old walked by and yelled, fuck jazz, and I looked over and made eye contact with him, and I was like, okay, whatever, dude. The Mets fan in front of me, he was in line for drinks, turned around and goes, listen, I hate the Marlins, but I don't hate jazz. How can you hate jazz? And we had like a two-minute conversation about there you uh, go. Yeah, baseball. See, so. see, we're not all bully no, frat boys. Not. I just seem to interact with the weird, shitty Mets fans every time I go. Now, mind you, I do stand corrected. Miranda made... Uh, borderline best friends with like a, a, a family next to her with two, two small children, three small children and parents was best friends with them by the time we left. So there's a good example of good Mets fans. Um, and one last anecdote. I know we're going a little long here at the top. I, uh, I saw this family in front of me and I didn't know you could bring in food to, to city field. Did you know that? 
I didn't know you, that. You no. can bring in like sandwiches and whatever as long as it's in a Ziploc oh. bag and they can see what's in it. That you can bring it in. Um, this family in front of me bought brought like 40 sandwiches and like 60 cookies in a Ziploc. <laughs> like they came ready like they were going to go camping for the weekend. They had so much food. They're dishing it <laughs> out of everybody. Funny. Munching sandwiches. Um, so good knowledge for you when you when you visit in a few weeks. If you want to go uh, save some dough, that's that's a, that's a good route to go down. Yeah, I, I kind of, because I'm probably going to be at City Field in a couple weeks when the Mets play the Marlins. We'll mm-hmm. get into that story later. But uh, I kind of want to try the Pete Alonzo Polar Bear Burger, to be honest with you. That's a good option. I say go for Do that. Do you know too. anyone that's that's tried it? You haven't. Yet, I have right? not tried it. I don't know anybody who's tried it. I've tried the pastrami sandwich, which is really good there. What else have I had? Chicken fingers there. They have there, Shake Shack. They have the smoke. The smokehouse barbecue thing. Yes, they have that. I was uh, looking at all this stuff. They have sushi. They have like a bunch of bunch of stuff. Yeah. All the all the like the more unique stuff is on the field level. So when you first get in, if you want to get some interesting food, I would attack field level. They had Goya helmet nachos that were twenty bucks, so I didn't spring on them. But no, no, no. Yeah. Also, the Goya. Go- we don't like Goya. Yeah, that's here. right. Goya's trump heads. I forgot about that. No Goya on this pod. Um, but yeah, so if you want to look for some interesting food, the field level seems like uh, the place to start. Pastrami sandwich is really good, dude. And it's it's like as much as the chicken sandwich and the chicken sandwich is like inferior and less food. The pastrami sandwich is like loaded with pastrami. So that's my advice. I'm sold. I'm in for this. That's my advice. Um, Brandon, we got a hell of a show going on today. The NL East has been back at it again. We got the Braves halfway through a Giants four game series. I believe they're losing one zero right now and they lost uh, 12 to 10 last night. We have the NL East battle for second base spot in the All-Star game. We have the Mets and Phillies both swept in two-game series in Texas. Oh, we got all that, Brandon. And then our usual segments, Feast or Fam, Indigrama, De Week, Feast Fan Questions, Upcoming Schedule, and Feature Future Fans. But, Brandon, before we get to that, the ads are back, baby. Today's episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Sports Drink. Your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. That's spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. And we're back, Brandon. Oh, my God. We got to open with the Mets. We got to open with the Phillies because there's been some action going on in Texas. First up, Brandon, the Mets lost this afternoon to the Astros after getting pummeled last week or yesterday. Excuse me. Um, and, and the Mets lost their first series in a long. I think they've only lost one. This is series. the first sweep. Is that yes? Yeah, it's two game series. But the Mets were swept for the first time this season. Insane. They'd only lost three other series um, with Seattle, San Diego and San Francisco. Uh, so only the West teams are harassing the Mets this year. But yeah, the Mets offense looked uh, pretty sleepy, pretty sleepy yeah. in Houston. Um, and the pitching was not doing a good job. I mean, they had Trevor Williams, who's like more or less a spot starter, but mm-hmm. he's had to start a lot with all the Mets pitching injuries in the first game. Uh, and just was not, was not pretty. Yeah. Was not, was not, was not a pretty, pretty game. I think the Mets ended up losing eight to two on Tuesday. Um, and then today, uh, the Mets lost five to three, mm-hmm. which looks better than it was. But Carlos Carrasco gives up five runs and, and, uh, I think it was two and a third against, against the Astros today. Um, and then he leaves with some back stiffness. You hate some to see vague, that. You hate it was a vague injury. That. Then they said later it was back stiffness. And he said, he thinks he's going to be good, but worrisome because McGill's out, DeGrom's out. 
Scherzer's coming back. He did a double A start this uh, this week and and uh, pitched I think sixty five or so pitches. You saw him in um, the dugout hyping himself up for a double A game, rocking a <laughs> yeah, rumble ponies. And then he said, "Did you see his comment after the game?" Yeah, how'd you feel? Healthy. I felt healthy. Is that one? Well, that's a good one. But he also said uh, he was like, "I don't want to be a rumble pony." <laughs> oh my god, I can't blame him. But that's taking a shot at your fellow teammates, my friend. Save it for next week when you're on the Mets. Yeah, so yeah, he's he's pushing he's, a twenty year old. <laughs> get the, the fuck out of my way. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, Astros are an extreme, are probably the toughest team the Mets have faced aside from the Dodgers. Yes, or maybe pro- Padres, Giants this, do this year. Giants too. Yes. Um. So yeah, probably the toughest one of the toughest teams they've faced. By the way, Alvarez on the Astros. Jordan. Yeah, he crushed. Jordan two is four hundred uh, foot homers in one game. I saw. Yes, he hit two today, and then he had one yesterday. Unbelievable, uh, dude. He's insane. My man, that guy is a monster human. He's a huge, huge I man. I know why, because he's not in New York, but he should be getting as much love and acclaim as Aaron Judge does, because that guy is absolutely horrifying. That's <laughs> an interesting he, comp. The only difference him. is Judge is a much better defender. Jordan, they throw a DH sure. or first base, but or sometimes left field, I guess, too. He was, he was left field today. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm just saying from an offensive home run hitter perspective. Yes. Monster no, human. I think you're completely right. He's one of my, he's got one of the sweetest swings in baseball. He just like can absolutely clobber ball. And yeah, he looks like a boulder up there. He's a huge, I think broad you, man. Didn't, didn't you make a bet? I think it was last season for I him did. to win the MVP or was a home I, run? I think it was home run title. I think it was for him home to win the title. most home runs, uh, hit the most home runs, at least in the AL. Gotcha. I think it was AL specific. Gotcha. Um, no, but I got love, injured last year. I think so. He did. And like was still crushing when he came back, but it was too little too late. Um, yeah. no, he's a lot of fun to watch. And, uh, I am a little familiar with that Astros team because the Marlins beat the Astros in a series recently, Brandon. So uh, I know. confirmed, like I said before the pod record, Marlon's better than the Mets. Marlon's better than the Mets. <laughs> confirmed, you goes. heard it here first. Um, the thing is with the Mets, so the Mets are 20 and 11 since Scherzer went down. Mm-hmm. He might be back Sunday to face your fish in Miami. I don't want that um, to happen. One so they're 20 11. So they, they, were man- they managed to like tread water very well without yes. Max and McGill and, and DeGrom. Um, so... My thinking is, though, especially we don't really know the extent of Cookie's injury, but it seems not serious. Should the Mets get another starting pitcher? Like, do you think that, or do you think they should only focus on bullpen and possibly like a right hand power bat or something? I think that's an interesting question. I think that the Mets should. Well, it's weird. Let's let's get Degrom back from the All Star game. Let's see. I think we have to wait a little bit, at least on the starting pitching front, because what if Cookie comes back in a week? What if uh, McNeil comes back in a couple weeks? I know he had tweaked his hammy at the Monday game that I was out. McNeil might start this weekend, actually. Oh, wow. So okay, fine. great. So he's yeah. going to be fine. Um, let's see if Scherzer's can stay healthy. Let's see if DeGrom can stay healthy. You'll have, what, about two or three weeks after DeGrom gets back to see if they can make it through before the yeah, deadline? Yeah, I mean, DeGrom should make a... St- it seems like he's going to face live batters one more time, then he's going to start a rehab assignment, which will be longer than Scherzer's because yes. he hasn't pitched in the in a major league regular season game in a year. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd say, yeah, maybe get a right-hand power bat. I, I don't know, dude. Bullpen, definitely. Maybe you can snipe a bullpen piece bullpen from the 100%. A's or, you know, yeah. one of those teams that are seemingly out of it. Um, but outside of that, dude, I, I mean, your team is deep and good. And I just, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I think you're right. I think you have to see what Scherzer and DeGrom and then pray. I mean, it, it, the cookie injury kind of like throws is, everything is a big off part a of that bit. like yeah. if, if he's okay and he, he can make his next start then okay maybe you can tread water a bit max will be back jake will be back um 
Yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt if you can get something thrown in there. Maybe get Mets might have to give a sweeter prospect in the deal. I was just about um, to say, yeah. Is that Mark? What's the Mark guy? Vieno or oh, Vientos? Vientos. I yeah. don't know. Vientos is weird because he, like Jordan Alvarez, he does not. He's terrible defensively. You need him to just be a power bat. Yeah. But he's yes, really good exactly. at that. Right? Isn't he just a phenomenal yeah, power bat? Yeah, he should be. So I, I imagine we're going to see him soon because like J.D. Davis has two home runs right now. Yeah. Tom Smith is up and... There's no home run. That so was, I was like, I imagine we're going to see him soon. Yeah. Um, that was nice yeah. seeing uh, Dom hit a single in his first game back. Though. Yeah. Get on base. Yeah, I know. And he's so great. And he's such a nice guy. He seems like a like, sweetie. I don't know. I feel like the Met, I, the Mets are going to get some form of a bat. And it's probably going to, Vientos is probably going to come up. But I feel like they're going to nab someone at least for like depth. That's yeah. Gonna surprise Just some us, sort of like utility guy. What if you get John yes. Birdie, dude? That'd break your heart. <laughs> dude. I, yeah. I texted you during the series because John Birdie... Uh, professional Mets pest, I yeah, would say. I'd say professional NL pest at this point. Most stolen bases in the entire National League. Annoying human. I know. Just an annoying little man. Wild first half of the season for him. I guess we're not even at the first half, but wild season for him so far. I know he's got, yeah, 784 OPS as of right now in the middle of this game. One hit, one RBI. One for two so far right now. Um, Maybe we should make we should make John Birdie t-shirts. Birdie we talked boys. about making yeah, jazz true. t-shirts. What if we did a John Birdie t-shirt that annoying... NL pest. <laughs> I I like that, but the only people that would buy that are Mets fans. We want to market a Marlins fans. You think? I guess they could get. Well, by I know if we made pesky. it like positive, if we made it like the pest of the East or Scrappy, we could make him like Scrappy guy, like a you know, he's, yeah. He's a, I feel like that's Scrappy the, guy. Yeah, it's like he's a squirrel or something. <laughs> that's yeah. mean. Now we're making fun of him, which I know I did not mean to do. Um, you know, I saw a comp like a physical like a, a celebrity doppelganger comp for him. Did you ever watch House of Cards? Yeah, I watched like the first two seasons. Do you remember like the uh, Secret Service guy that followed him around that was bald? Uh, he's been in a ton of other stuff, but this is the thing that I always remember him in. He's the one that helped oh, yeah. like the, the sex worker in uh, upstate yes. and like got her. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that guy. <laughs> That's the guy that people were, were saying was a celebrity <laughs> doppelganger for John Birdie. That's Birdie's. such a specific. It's an, also an older man. <laughs> I know. And I think that I can guy's, see it. That guy's bald now, but the, the facial features, like the facial face structure is there. That's very funny. Yeah, very I'm funny. in for that. Um, I like it. Phillies and Rangers, though, Brandon. I uh, Rangers outscored the Phillies 11-2 to in this series. In Game 1, Martin Perez shut out Phillies, and Familia gave up four earned runs in relief. Ooh, I bet that sounds familiar, Phillies fans. I am sorry. I know you probably want to uh, rip the head off the player, not the man, but <laughs> you're probably incredibly frustrated with him at this point. Speaking of getting a bullpen piece, Brandon, if you're the Phillies, you're on a red-hot streak uh, for the last couple weeks, and it seems to be coming to a close in Texas. Uh, do you think they go after a bullpen piece as well? What do you, where, where do they uh, Where do they spice their lineup up? I think they have to because they've, you know, they've... Uh... They've made their bed in the sense of like offensive players. Now like, laying it, Phillies. Yeah, now laying it. So I think their full focus should be bullpen. So the Mets and Phillies are be competitors on that on that uh, bullpen market. I feel like during uh, during the trade deadline. But yeah, Phillies, uh, Phillies and Mets similar series. In Texas, yeah. across the state from each Getting other. Getting blown out, but um, the one thing is that the Phillies lost to a much worse team than, than the... That's true. That's a good so point. I guess the Rangers have picked point. up. Simeon, I know, has been hitting more. I know Seager's yes. been hitting more. Like, the, the big offseason signings. Yeah, Simeon kind of wrecked the Phillies this year. Yeah, they, yeah. I think he, he had... Because they also... The, the Rangers swept their season series against them because they played two in Philadelphia earlier. That's insane. In the that's insane. Yeah. That's like the Diamondbacks um, like beating the shit out of the Marlins this year. It just doesn't... You don't it just happens. Make you know, it make sense. A team's your kryptonite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, their offense just looks sleepy. And when the Phillies don't have offense, 
you're in a sleepy? lot of trouble. You're in a lot of trouble. Lay in your bed, Phillies. Lay in your bed, happens, Phillies. So. There wasn't at least a lot of egregious defensive mistakes like they have been having recently. But it does. I definitely did see. I watched Castellanos not cut off a ball oh. that, that went for. Uh, I think they ended up throwing the guy out at uh, trying to advance on a triple. But uh, I definitely saw him dive for a ball in and right field it. that went past. He game. also has not been playing offensively well enough to justify his bad defense. He's been I like know. a like an at best average hitter. Did you see that he owns Ben Simmons? Is that his name? Yeah. Basketball. Is that real? I saw that. Is that real? I think it's real. Yeah. He's got the. You know? Do you know the Ben Simmons story? How much you know about this? I know he. Yes, I know he like didn't want to play for the Sixers, and they traded him for James Harden. He, right. I know this. He has the yips with shooting right now, where like people are uneven are are not really? even sure if he can. Since like, he went to the Nets, or no pre Nets, like the Phillies just had to trade him because he had such a bad playoff series a year ago, where he was like. Passing on layups, like really being very passive on. Oh, offense. I thought he just had a bad, bad attitude. And they were just like, no, this was like got oh. in his head about his shooting and was unable to shoot. And like teammates were talking shit about him in post game, post game interviews after playoff games. And we're like, this guy, all wow. he, uh, all he does is want to pass. And he's a phenomenal passer, phenomenal defensive player, big, like almost Magic Johnson style guard. Um, but the shot is just not there. And he seems to be all in his head now. So it makes you wonder, is that the bad juju that you want? Getting off on you of your Nick Castellanos, you know what I mean? Do we have to make a write a horror movie that's uh, Ben Simmons' house, <laughs> and then it just haunts different athletes from different sports he, as they move? He in also there? falls under the Kardashian curse. He dated a Kardashian for a while, and there's this alleged athlete curse where if you date a Kardashian, your career goes down a little bit. Devin Booker's proving that wrong right now as he's dating Kendall Jenner. So keep up on your pop culture, mm. Brandon. Oh, well, it's a Jenner. Curse. It's not a Kardashian. I guess that's true. That's a good. Point. But I, I think she date. Maybe it was Kylie that dated Ben Simmons. One of the two, Kendall or Kylie, dated him, but I don't remember the details. So This is a Kardashian podcast. Now we're a Kardashian podcast. Dude, Miranda watches so much Kardashians that I have, like, by osmosis, gained a lot of Kardashian knowledge. You know, <laughs> I know you have the now. full family tree. I got that. I got Stranger Things. I got Gilmore Girls. And I got uh, this new show, Animal House. It's not a new show, but a new season just came out. That like, And I assume Miranda knows jesus sanchez is on base percentage like that <laughs> i do put on the baseball game uh in the living room as much as i can but uh i have it available on my phone and laptop and she doesn't so sometimes sure. you got to give it over I've so been, you're quiet in the corner i'm watching. quiet in the corner watching on my little screen like a seven-year-old who got an ipad um mm-hmm. i have been watching a lot of kitchen nightmares recently though brandon are you familiar with that show what is kitchen nightmares it's like gordon ramsay goes into these failing restaurants oh. and like roasts is this, this a, his new show because no. he's done this before yeah this is his oh. old one it's like okay. 10 years old probably at this point oh, gotcha. maybe, okay. maybe seven ish um gotcha yeah they're all free they have full uncensored episodes on youtube like 50 of them and i've just been having them on as i'm watching baseball in the background the last few that's days. funny it's been really great dude it makes I, I didn't. That's funny. I for some reason didn't know it was called Kitchen Nightmares. Kitchen I nightmares. just knew it was him doing his thing. Yeah, and they also have Bar Rescue. Is that something you're familiar with? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I know that. One, you, yeah. John Tafford is like borderline my pillow guy level of bad politics, though. Oh, the, really? Yeah, the host that makes of that sense. Show. He also is just like Gordon. Feels like there's some level of sympathy and like compassion underneath all of like the the yelling and name calling. But with this John Taffer guy, dude, he's just like. <laughs> Really, really leaning into people with verbal abuse. It's like, it's way too much. I don't know if I can stop You know it. Who, who fascinates me is, uh, I think his name's Bo Deedle. Bo you know Deedle, that guy? no. Let me Google him real so fast. So he's an actor, and he's in, he's been in like Wolf of Wall Street, but he okay. also has some weird food connection, and he has a brother. I don't know. I don't understand it. Okay. And I'm talking on my ass, but I don't, I don't understand it. Um, but if you know the Deedles, yeah, this guy's got adjust. a weird career. He was in a he was in Goodfellas, Wolf of Wall Street, and The Irishman. Yes. 
Yeah. So he has some Scorsese connection, but he's also like a restauranteur, right? Yeah. I'm not seeing. Where's the restaurant stuff? I'm not seeing the restaurant. Or maybe stuff. it's his brother. There's some. Oh, okay. There's another Dito. There's some restaurant connection. I know this. This guy's a detective guy, so it seems like he. Oh, he, he okay. is a podcast host, Brandon. So one of fellow kin. <laughs> he's one of us. <laughs> he's like these fucking jackasses on the baseball <laughs> podcast. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I'm telling you, there's a Dito that has something to do with restaurants. I believe you. Unless I'm losing my mind. I believe you. I believe you. And then in game two, Wheeler gave up four and runs. If the starting pitching is not there for the Phillies, Brandon, like we said, and the offense isn't there, it's going to be a really tough road for them. Um, it seems like the magic from the Joe Girardi canning kind of kind of finally wore off and they're no longer able to ride that high, dude, which is kind of a little strange. Yeah, I mean, the Rob Thompson, Thompson thing definitely helped. Um, and, you know, I mean, the Phillies are st- even they did lose a couple of games where they ended up bouncing back. I know this series was not indicative of that, but they they didn't spiral as much as they did seems like they did with the Girardi yeah. Phillies. Yeah. No, I think that's true. I think they see, do seem to also have a little bit more fight in them, which is important. Um, but yeah, man, moving right along. What do we got coming up next on the docket, Brandon? The Braves are halfway through a series with the Giants. It's a four-game series in Atlanta. Max Freed with the gem last night. Seven innings, eight strikeouts. Uh, Michael Harris, dude. I know we're going to get to him later, but uh, I would love a Michael Harris on my baseball team right now. I don't know about you. I know. I know. I mean, he, we said this before, but he was sort of like, I guess, the linchpin or sort of the turning point in in this brave season, turning it around once they called him up. Um, yeah, Freed in game one pitches pitches those seven innings, 8K, 8Ks. Uh, love to see it. I mean, I Max know. is, he was a little shaky towards the start of the season, but it mm-hmm. seems like he's cementing himself as that number one that they that they need on that team. Do you, um, wait, before we get going, I, I want to know a little bit more about your opinion so. on the, if Max Fried was supposed to have a stall, a food concession stand at, um, at, uh, at truest park. Tr- truest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. where, where you, where, what it's gotta be like max free, free donuts, like max fried donuts or max freed Oreos. You know what's, or? We've done this. You know, what's funny. We've done this before. Remember we had Brian Snicker, Snickers mm-hmm. or something. Yes. Spencer Strider. Sliders, 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 of course. Yes. We, we've done this before. I don't think we ever touched the Freed one, which is dumb on us. There's such that an was, easy it was pun right there. there. It's right there. What were we thinking, Brandon? We're sitting on our hands. What if... Okay, so Max Freed is a Jewish ball player. What mm-hmm. if it was Max Fried Latkes? I like that. I love a latka, dude. Latkes are great. Huh? I think that's a great idea. I think that would be interesting, and then you could get a... Uh, uh, they could do other Jewish food there, too. I think that's a great idea. I would give it over under 30 home games before there is an anti-Semitic attack by a dumb baseball fan. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't trust baseball fans to be culturally well, they, accepted. They have in my in my I mean, they obviously have the you said they have the pastrami. I don't know if it's Jewish branded in, at City Field, but at, at Miami at your Marlins Stadium, they have the kosher corner yes yeah they have the kosher corner also and they're they like a, closed on saturday they're like legit that's awesome you know? yeah that's awesome they're uh i i would be worried if there was any jewish branding on the pastrami sandwich stand at a uh, city field i feel like any i feel like that's gonna just be so inappropriate jewish, so quickly I, I get you know what's funny i th- i feel like not that we're uh a race and ethnicity pod but <laughs> i do f- i feel like there's probably more anti-semitic things in areas where there's a lot of jewish people like i feel like new york or Philadelphia oh, probably has more because you're like you know, like you, you like know the cultures more. You're yeah. like in it with them. We're like in Atlanta. There's definitely Jewish people in Atlanta, so I don't want to like generalize and say there's not. But you know, it's there aren't as many. So I wonder if like some like just Southern folks that grew up in in Georgia maybe be like, I don't even know anything about that. So I'm I don't, not gonna even I don't know how. You know I, mean? I don't know how to make fun of them. Is that kind of thing? yeah? That's kind of how it was in Nashville. <laughs> like people would be like, how How do you do Christmas? You know what I mean? It was just like a little. They just don't know, yeah, which is fine. That's, that's fine. Cool. And also, the as long as the ignorance is like uh, in the 
there's a there's a thirst for knowledge under it all. You know what I mean? Sure. Like they're like willing exactly. to try to learn in it. Uh, I think that's um, fine. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. Anyway, Max Max Fried Latkes. <laughs> that's good. I like that. I uh, I think that that's a that's a really good one. I had to interrupt you for that tangent, Brandon. We, that's all we talk about. That's all we talk about. Um, but yeah, the Braves and Giants had a good back and forth in twelve ten game. Giants win. Spencer Strider with his first bad start, six earned runs over three and two thirds. That's not the Spencer Strider sliders that we have come to know and love. Brandon, what's going on in that world? We're closing down the slider shop. We're opening up Max Max Fried yeah, Max Fried Lockers. There you go. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, Spen- he's a rookie. He'll yeah, be fine. He'll be fine. He'll, we like him. He's good. He's uh, mean. He's got a great mustache. What's there not to like? Yeah, uh, they're playing game three right now. Carlos Rodon's. Uh, Doing well at the bottom of the fourth as we okay. record. We're recording early, so yes. uh, Giants are up two nothing now. So we'll see how this game goes. But Carlos Rodon, who's kind of been filthy this year, um, shutting out the Braves and Charlie Morton so far. Watching Carlos Rodon pitch in the opening day for the, against the Marlins was one of like maybe it wasn't open. Was he was he one or two? I don't know if Logan Webb or Carlos Rodon got the start. But in one of those first two games of the season, it was like, oh, we can't touch this guy. <laughs> he's just blowing yes. heat by you, and he's not throwing like triple digits. He's throwing like ninety seven, ninety eight, which is obviously really fast, but like. Guys are way behind on it. Like, his movement's sick. Like, he's a really fun pitcher to watch. Well, I feel like he'll also, like, go after hitters. Yeah. When it's like, that's not as common now. Like, he's yeah. not unafraid. Absolutely. Um, on the mound. Also, I love no shirt underneath his jersey. I think that's cool sick. Cool look. I think that, I, I meant to I meant to ask you about this on a previous pod, but uh, do you, if when, when you played Little League and when you played, uh, like, baseball in, like, an organized uh, fashion, were you a, a pants down or pants up guy? Like roll up the pants to the knees, or do you keep them down at the ankles? I was down. Da- yeah, I was down. I don't. Uh, I gotta look at a picture now. I was. A, I, I do, was rem- a I do up remember. Yeah, I do remember having because I was on the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Very cool. Um, I do remember having like uh that green color that they had in their old their old yeah. uniforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember having those color socks. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not sure. I I wonder. I don't remember that clearly. Hmm. But it's cooler to roll it up. I think it's cooler to roll it up too. Yeah, I think it's cooler because uh, when we were at the game on Monday, Austin was asking me about it, and I was like, it's just kind of a choice of whatever you want to do. He was yeah. also really excited anytime Lindor was up or doing anything because he's he's like, oh, because he knows he him met now. him personally and has like had conversations yeah. with him, and so that was really fun to see him get excited. Oh, about and he that. saw and he saw a home run by him, or he didn't. see He it. didn't see the home run. No, he also gotcha. wasn't there on Friday. He was there on Monday. So, oh, gotcha. and Lindor okay. still was you know a pesk on on Monday. Um, but Brandon, this is going to be a fun topic we got coming up here next. There's a little bit of an NL East battle for second base spot in the All Star game. Now, Jazz Chisholm Jr. is in first with 634,762 votes. Ozzie Albies in second with 589. McNeil in third with 580. Um, obviously, Ozzie Albies uh, fractured his foot uh, last week, maybe 10 days ago. So he won't be yeah. able to, to play and probably won't be able to get any more votes. But we got an interesting battle here between Jeff versus, uh, Jeff versus Jazz. Battle of the Jays, Brandon. Battle of the Jays. Yeah. Uh, I Okay, so you and I obviously both have bias in this. Um, but I, I put out in our rundown, I, I laid out the stats. I went on baseball reference. I laid out the stats. Love this. Jeff McNeil should be the starter. I listen. I don't know about def- we have no defensive st- stats here other than WAR, which does accumulate yes. a little bit of defense. Um, and I do think Jazz is probably the superior second base defender. But from an offensive perspective, and also from a position versatility perspective, yeah, Jeff looks like he's having a better season statistically than Jazz is. Now it won't happen. It's not going to happen. Jazz has uh, has all of baseball paying attention to him constantly. He's got the swagger and the confidence of a guy that should be in the All Star game. Young, up and comer, easy to project, like a, a great career for him. Uh, Jeff, you know, looks like Peter Pettigrew. Looks like a rat. 
<laughs> doesn't have the squirrel, not rat. Squirrel, squirrel. Excuse me. Doesn't look. Doesn't have the sex appeal that Jazz has. Doesn't have the excitement that Jazz has. So, uh, for that yeah. reason alone, now he is in a major market with a successful team. I do think. I don't know how much this factors into uh, MLB voting and it's fan voting, so it's really hard to kind of have an idea as to what's going to happen. Fans obviously pick the more popular guy, Jazz being the more popular guy. Um, but since the Mets are winning so much, I would take that into account when it comes to All Star voting. Like in basketball, yeah. MLB, ML, ugh, not MLB, Jesus Christ, uh, All Star games uh, should have some determination of how successful the team is. Obviously, MVP goes into that a lot more in basketball mm-hmm. than it does um, in baseball, but. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a really interesting battle, and I do think that there's an argument for Jeff McNeil. Now, I like Jeff McNeil. That's the thing. I, as far as favorite Mets go, Jeff McNeil's probably top five, sure, yeah, maybe top three even. No, no, because we got to go to no, no, we're not top, not top three, but top five. Um, I think he's funny. I think he's really talented. He's fun to watch. He just kind of like slaps the ball around, and then will also hit for power every once in a while. He's old school. He's, he's not old he school for old sure. Football player, yeah. um, Joey Wendell esque, Brandon. Uh, Wendell-esque. Yeah, Wendell-esque. Uh, so I know he's not going to win, but I do think that it's an interesting uh, interesting argument and that he statistically has the, has the ability to back it up. McNeil with a 2.4 war is really impressive. Now, he obviously doesn't hit for power nearly as much as Jazz does. He's got a higher batting average of 327 to Jazz's 241, but I think Jazz is probably up a little bit. 244 now with a hit today. Um, so, yeah, and a better on-base percentage, frankly. Jazz has been walking a lot more recently, which is good to see, as well as uh, Jorge Soler has also been walking. But, like... 143 OPS plus versus 130 OPS plus. Now, uh, that's that's just all on base percentage with Jeff, but it doesn't matter because that's a that's still a really impressive uh, statistic. Yeah, I mean, their advanced stats aren't that different. I mean, if you're looking on base percentage batting average, Jeff has a clear advantage, yeah. I think. But aside from that, you know, I guess it, it's kind of it's fun. It's a cool argument because it's almost like old school versus new school. Yeah. It's like we don't care about batting average. We're going to throw it out. Um we care about doubles and homers and like, okay, then stolen you're going to bases, stolen bases, yeah. yeah. So it's like, you're, then you're going to go with jazz. And obviously he has the flash element, which, but also I'm, it's kind of cool that a Marlins player is leading yeah. at a position. Cause I think they said that this is only the 11th time in the Marlins history, which is wild. That's bonkers. It's got to have been what yeah. Stanton probably previously Jose Fernandez. Uh, did he ever start? Well, not Jose. Cause they didn't, they don't do the fan votes for oh, Jose. That's so right, for the starting players. Pictures, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it must have been just like Stanton and who else would have gotten it? Juan Pierre, Gary Sheffield, Gary Sheffield. Yeah, yeah. God, uh, do you remember like physically voting for All Star games? Yes, I do. I remember going to a, a game with my folks during the summer, and they had a little yeah, kiosk, dude. yeah, and they had paper, and you would punch it like it was yeah. a hanging Chad scenario. <laughs> oh you know? no, the hanging Chad, Brandon. Yeah, the two thousand uh, a hanging Chad Bradford <laughs> presidential election all over again. I uh, I for whatever reason, and this could be wrong, but I remember we like. Either you printed it and then mailed it in or something, but I was like at a Subway sandwich restaurant with my dad going through. Yeah, they like, probably, the, did weird, yeah, uh, they probably did stuff, weird. Right? Uh, promotional stuff. Yeah, promotional stuff. Yeah, so I, crazy. Uh, very funny, very funny. But now it's all digital. Have you have you cast a vote yet? I did. I, actually, when I saw Jeff was in third, I was like, I have to vote. For <laughs> I gotta him. give him my one vote. I do. Him. I had to vote for him. But uh, well, yeah, I mean, there's there's some there's some that are interesting. Like I, it's like Lindor's third in the shortstop voting and I'm just like, nah, like I don't care. I don't, th- I don't necessarily think he should be there. Uh, Dansby and, um, oh, and yeah. Trey Turner. Oh, duh. Okay. but they deserve it. I yeah. mean, look at their yeah. stats, you know, and also but then so great. one that was interesting for me was Starling Marte is, is sixth in outfield voting, which he would make it then. 
Oh, interesting. You know, did you see the video of Jazz embracing uh, Starling Marte? Yes, I did, yeah. Most heartbreaking shit for a Marlins fan, dude. Just unbelievable. Give, give Abisail Garcia the contract that, that Starling Marte wants. And Now, Abby has yeah. turned it around the last few games. He hit a three-run homer yesterday to, to, when we were down 0-4 to four against the Rockies. So mm-hmm. um, he, had a, he had a good game last uh, – he's had a good game yesterday. Jesus. Um, and uh, he had a good defensive play today, making a rangy uh, foul ball catch, but – yeah, dude, uh, that just breaks my heart seeing that. They're so clearly like is, uh, and I think it is a lot of bullshit and a lot of rumors swirling around. But like even just the idea that there's people in the locker room that don't like jazz, and then you see this guy that was on the team that so clearly they love each other and have a great relationship, not being able to hang out. Like, yeah, brutal, Brandon. It's brutal. It's brutal hey, out well, there. Yeah, it'll be exciting when jazz is in blue and orange. You know. Oh my know, god, I'm gonna. I'm years. going to I'm have. Kidding. I'm gonna have to kill you, Brandon. I'm sorry. I'm saying it on the pod, incriminating myself. Sorry. I don't care. Uh, Brandon, do you know Olivia Rodrigo? Yes. If you heard a song of hers, would you know it? Uh, I know like the main one. You know, like a couple of the singles. Yeah. Because I was with a guy on Monday, and we were maybe it was on Friday. We were talking about it, and he listens to a lot of music. Is a cultured man by every uh, every other account. Had said I would never be able to recognize one Olivia Rodrigo song, and that shocked me. I feel like she like was the most popular that, musical artist last year. Well, yeah, because it's one of those things where it's like I didn't seek it, but yeah. I know it. Yeah, it's, it was constantly on the radio. It was used in commercials. It was all over. She has she has billboards in the subway stations around here. Like it, she's just an incredibly incredibly popular artist. For him to have not been able to name one song was really insane. Is this a human I know? This is Chase. Do you know a Chase? I don't, you've definitely not I met know him in of, person, I know but of. you definitely know of him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that is was he fun. an old soul? Is he like older things? No. I mean, I went and saw like a, uh, he went to the Wet Leg concert with me. So hmm, okay. yeah, doesn't make sense. Also, dude, did you see the tour that got announced yesterday? I'm de- I'm debating buying pre-sale no. tickets for it. It's are you familiar with Turnstile? Yeah. Yes, I told you about them on a previous podcast. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like new age hardcore band. Uh, sure. re- played on late night shows on tour with Snail Mail. So hardcore band and then like soft indie rock <laughs> female. This is Sam's band. dream tour. And then JPEG Mafia, who's like uh, almost like alt rap, kind of like hardcore rap kind of stuff. That's yeah. they're, insane. They're all from Baltimore. They must have the same manager. They're all from Baltimore. Oh, all from Baltimore so it's a Baltimore, Baltimore thing. Tickets are gotcha. $55 presale though. That's fine. You think that's fine? Yeah. Can I just buy two I mean, tickets? after tax is going to be like 78 or something. Yeah, like that, it'll but... be something stupid. But yeah, I yeah. would love to see both of them. And they're going to be way more on resell so i might buy them and see if i could sneak anybody else in but um yeah i thought that was a wild tour all right brandon we got our classic segments coming up feast or famine degrama a week feast fan questions and upcoming schedule but before that here's a little ad today's episode of nl feast is brought to you by sports drink your digital water cooler Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org, not .com, not .gov, you know, .org, or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. All right, Brandon, we're back, and with us being back, so is Feast or Famine. Brandon, I'll let you hit the feast because I want to hit the famine. Why don't you let us know who our Feast of the Week was? 
We got Mr. Luis Guillorme, the super utility man for the Mets. Uh, he's My man's playing a lot. He's playing a lot. They're getting him in there. Um, according to Matthew Brownstein, who I highly recommend for if you're a Mets fan for a follow or just general baseball fan, um, at mbrownstein89. He's from Metsmerize. I think he also is like a news assistant for Newsday, I believe. Um, he also did a great article. Side note, he did a great article on... Um, league of their own, and he actually got to interview like Gina Davis, and oh, Rosie O'Donnell. No way. Very cool. Um, but yeah, so Luis Guillorme, he tweeted this out today: highest batting average since April twenty first, minimum wow. one hundred twenty eight bats. Wow. Um, the, well, he is uh, here. Are the highest batting average in, in the majors. Okay, uh, Luis Arias with three seventy one, Paul Goldschmidt three sixty nine, and Luis Guillorme also three sixty nine. That's insane because like Goldschmidt is getting regular at bats, and like I think that's uh, he's yes. the most impressive of those three, frankly, because he's also hitting for power right now. He's like sure. He's on a tear right now, borderline MVP level. Um, but Giorme is a lot of fun to watch. I, uh, I When McNeil got hurt, Giorme was his replacement. And uh, I got to hear the Louis song over and over again. Yes. Versus, yeah, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So all day Friday and all day Monday, I got to hear the the now-canceled Louis C.K. Uh, TV show introduction on repeat. It was very <laughs> funny. Very funny. I gotta, well, I think... I don't. I don't know if Louis. I hope Louis Guillorme doesn't know that from that. I hope he just knows. <laughs> no, it the he's song like Louis shouldn't be canceled. He did nothing yeah. wrong. <laughs> That's what he, if if Louis Guillorme hits a home run, he he steps on home plate and he points and goes, Louis shouldn't be canceled. <laughs> That's his. That's his. That's uh, his celebration. Thing. I uh I I had a lot of fun watching that though. I got an email from Louis C K. Apparently, I'm still on his subscriber list from like <laughs> ten years ago. Whenever I bought one of his specials in like 2000. Well, you signed up like six months ago. So I did sense. not. No, no. So I had to unsubscribe from that really fast. But it was kind of shocking because it just says Louis C.K. in your inbox. I was like, what the fuck is this? What's going on here? What is happening? Um, our famine of the week, Brandon. Harar Encarnacion. Now, this is a this should be a feast as well as a famine. Came in in his first major league game. Yes. Hit a, hit a monster grand slam opposite field. Showed off his power. Talk about big boys, dude. We were talking about Jordan Alvarez. Harar is a very thick guy. Uh, got a stolen base and an outfield assist. I think the first player in modern baseball to do that in their MLB debut. Um, the grand slam stolen base and outfield assist. Has a hell of an arm out there. Showed off the power. Now, this is not a guy that I was very high on previously. I just was, I knew he was around, but I hadn't been like paying a lot of attention to him. Knew he was in the system, but was not one of our like high end prospects. Really, really came out and showed it, uh, showed what he was capable of, and then was immediately sent back down. <laughs> just classic Marlins bullshit. Uh, now, Aguilar and, uh, and Jesus Sanchez had both gotten COVID during the Mets series and came back and had monster games against the Rockies last night. Um, but because of their return off the COVID IL, both Lewin Diaz and Harar were sent back down. Now, I think it's pronounced Harar, but everybody on every broadcast I saw kept saying Gerar. What do you think it is? I thought Gerar. Yeah. But maybe maybe that's the dumb American version. So that's what I was wondering. Am I just like, is it like how we made him Louis Robert? You know what I mean? Instead of Louis sure. Robert? Like, what, like are, what's going on with his name? Uh, and speak, speaking of Marlins uh, with names of people that don't know how to pronounce, I found out listening to our friend Jolly Alves podcast. Yes, that shout out Jolly. Sandy Alcantara is Sandy Alcantara, not Alcantara. Okay. Jerry, Jerry Blevins, his co-host and former Mets pitcher, uh, corrected him and said, no one at John Boy knows how to knows speak. how to pronounce it. It's not Alcantara, it's Alcantara. I'm just glad the boys are talking about Sandy, dude. That's great. I know he's tweeting out uh, that he had put him as his Dark Horse Cy Young as well as mine, frankly. Mm-hmm. I did I put that out yes. as well. Yeah. Um so shout out to Jack Jolly Olive for being a for being a bit of a Marlin stan, even as a Mets boy, so I like to hear that. That's um, right. He's stealing our shit. He's starting to talk about the other teams, man. Hey, how much longer until they have the NL East podcast? That's we're right. still to this day the most successful NL East podcast on the on the platform, though. So we're gonna yes. hold our hold our heads high. And the hundred and fiftieth most downloaded in the UK. <laughs> in the UK, yes, and we're gonna stick with that too. Uh Degrama the week. 
Brandon, why don't you take it away? We talked about this guy a little bit at the top, but uh, you, we just can't stop talking about him, Brandon. Michael Harris the second. I saw um, uh, Bali Sports, uh, the Braves' uh, uh, local sports network. They tweeted out. They said that um, even though he's only played 21 games, Michael Harris already ranks in the top five in war for rookie position players. Oh, my God. Insane. Yeah, he's doing everything. He's in homers. He's making impressive outfield catches. He's doing it all. Um, we talked about it last week, but you got to feel a little bit better as a Braves fan that you shipped Pache off when you got this guy coming in and, and, and tearing shit up like this. Like, doing everything Pache does, like, obviously not the elite, elite defender like Pache is, but up there, dude, making some good plays out there, covering a lot of uh, covering a lot of territory, and then hitting, hitting for power, hitting for, like, contact, like, doing it all. What a good find by the Braves. Shout out to them. Brandon. We're moving right along. We're powering through this episode. We got feast fan questions coming up. Our boy, just Marlins borderline best friend at this point, best friend of the pod, constantly riding in. He's got a lot to say to us. We are interacting on the, on Twitter all the time. Now uh, we should put, he's in the hall of fame, the NL feast hall of fame, the NL feast fan hall of fame. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He, he writes in and asks, does the Marlins rotation ever include all of the following before the end of the season? Sandy, Pablo, Trevor, Lazardo, and Cabrera. Now, I saw this and immediately got pessimistic and was like, fuck no, eh, injuries and everybody's mad and Trevor sucks now and all, all these regressions. Um, and Sandy and Pablo have obviously been great. I think Pablo still has only one earned run right now through or no earned runs. It was one unearned run through six. Um, this, OK, I should say five and two thirds. There's a man on third with two outs. So I'm not trying to make this <laughs> make me sound stupid when this pod comes out. But I think so. I think this could happen as soon as I know Edward Cabrera was supposed to make uh, a rehab start today but for had personal issues won't be able to pitch today or tomorrow doesn't sound like it's injury injury related sounds like it could be something personal um so you remain optimistic about that max meyer came out and threw insane struck out wander franco struck out what's that uh raised prospect xavier edwards is that him i don't remember um yeah i don't remember um played really well came out and played really well dominated immediately um i think we could see this as soon as Two weeks, three weeks. Like, oh, it's not Lazardo. Fuck, Lazardo's on the sixty-day IL. Never mind. <laughs> I forgot about that. I but also, he's Cabrera. the least important one. So if you just have the other four, that's pretty good. I guess. But Lazardo's pitched. I mean, I he guess it's pitch a much well smaller sample the year, yeah. size. But yeah, he pitched really well. And Trevor's been a little bit. He had a good start this last week. But other than that, he's looked a little bit uh, hittable. Looked a little bit crushable, if you will. Kind of like a ice cold beer, Brandon. <laughs> a little. Crushable. Is that a Jim Carrey impression? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sounded what that is. like it for some reason. <laughs> I got to leave the impressions to you. You're the impression uh, impression guy. But um, I don't know. I would be worried that Lazardo. I know he's starting the throwing program. He hasn't started throwing yet, or maybe he just started throwing yet. There's an update this week about it. Um, I don't know, dude. I would wonder. If it's more likely we see Sandy, Pablo, Trevor, Max Meyer, Edward Cabrera sooner than we do see Lazardo back in the in the rotation. I think I think you gotta hope for that, honestly. I think, I think so too. And I think it's gonna I happen so too. too. I think it is gonna happen. But that really puts us in a questionable position when Lazardo comes back. Is do you have six starters or do you trade one off? I know Daniel Castano has been able to, to it, eat it, some innings for us. It, and... The thing is, it'll work itself out. Like if you if you think That's true. Um if you think Mets like they like the Mets had seven possible starters and now trevor williams is in the rotation no Max that's a great point back. so and it's this, like this, it'll work this, itself out this happens every season this happens every season uh christopher now second week in a row asking a question from christopher is that right i don't know maybe he's been Definitely here before he's been here before not his first rodeo he asks my questions are one why isn't sam a miami heat fan if he loves miami so much and two what baseball team is the orlando magic of the mlb and why Great, great ladder question. I think have I explained my first one on the pod before? You I have explained have. the first one before. Yeah, so, so Chris I'll, I'll has not a, been listening, so he's going to get reprimanded. Been listening. Later. I uh, I'll do a really quick rundown. 
didn't get into basketball until college. Uh, obviously from South Florida area, but uh, the Heat had LeBron and were championship favorites at the time. Felt cheating to just pick up basketball and then pick up the best team in the league. All my friends at the time were Magic fans, so I jumped on that bandwagon. Uh, and what a bandwagon it's been, Brandon. What a disappointing decade I've had of an Orlando Magic. Uh, we've won two playoff games, uh, and one in one year, one in another year. And after that, we have not done anything else really of note. Um, but future's looking bright, Brandon. We have the first overall pick tomorrow. That's the reason why we're recording on Wednesday, not Thursday, because I, I require... Uh, I require viewing of that, but uh, so that's that's number one. Number um, two, what baseball team? Is, oh, sorry. Expl- explain basketball to me really quickly. Do did they do the raffle like the lottery thing? Is that how you got the uh, number one? So so explain basketball is you fast dribble dribble shoot shoot. That's all you need. Oh, to know, cool, cool. got it. Okay, clear. <laughs> they they do they do, and they have recently adjusted the lottery odds because too many people or too many teams were tanking on purpose and, and guaranteeing themselves like a top three pick. Sure, yeah. Um, so now it's like. You even if you have the worst record in the league, you only have a fourteen point two or three. But the magic got it in the first. But the magic got it. Exciting! And, and I, I was in the Northman. Do you remember the? You heard about this Northman sure. movie? Yeah. You heard about this? Uh, and <laughs> I went to the bathroom because I knew they were pulling the teams. And I and my uh, one of my best friends, Nate. Uh, coincidentally, Christopher, one of my best friends, was also there. Uh, and I go to the bathroom to check on the results. Saw the magic got number one. We're in the final act of the Northman. It's getting very <laughs> intense. I lean over to him and I go, "Magic got the number." back i lean back and he t- told me at the end of the movie he's like that's all i could think about i couldn't pay attention to the movie i was just too busy thinking about the magic having the number one overall pick he missed um, when alexander sarsgaard put on a magic uniform at the end oh uh, next to next to silver that um, was the post-credit sequence brandon that was it that was post-credits uh Great second question though. What baseball yes. team is the Orlando Magic of the MLB of MLB? Of, he say of the MLB. You got to talk to Chris about that. It can't oh, be the come MLB. On. It's of MLB, Chris. What are we doing? Uh, of MLB and why? Oh, God, this is tough. So Magic have never won a championship, right? Magic, no. They've been to the finals twice though. Okay. So there's an easy comp to a team that was uh, born in the late '80s, early '90s from Florida that has been to two championships and had no other success yes, outside of that. Yes, sir. <laughs> had a generational talent that they brought up, Miguel Cabrera to Dwight Howard or Shaq, if you want. Uh, yeah, I I was talking to him a little about this today in the office, and he uh, I said the Marlins are the magic of baseball, right, dude? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I, I want to say Seattle almost. Seattle's oh, never that's a been, answer. though, to the World Series at all. No. The A's are too old. The A's were another A's team. A's too old, and they've had, they had a lot of success, they've had success. In, the, in the past. Tampa Bay, Rays, kind of, but the only thing is Tampa Rays Bay. is an interesting Rays one. Rays is probably the most on point because they've, they've been to one World Series, right? And they lost. Two World Series. I think they won in 08, too, right? The Phillies they played and they lost. Yeah. And, oh, of course, Dodgers. Yes. Um, Dodgers. Yeah, so that's probably the that's perfect comp. That, the, the only thing is they, they push out good teams every year now. They're a competent, competitive team yes. every year. And, and, and the Magic have been... They, their front office is making the right moves. It just takes a while to build a successful basketball team when nobody wants to sign to play for your team. So you have to really rebuild through the draft Ooh. and like sneaky signings and trades. I have it. Colorado Rockies. Oh, that's they've a good ne- one. They've not won World Series. They've been to... One, right? Yes. One World Series. I think so. A couple playoff appearances. Yeah. Uh bad normally. Larry Walker is the Dwight Howard of the of the Rockies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think that's Todd a Helton. Um, Nolan Arenado. Yeah. I think it's Rockies. I, think it's I say Rockies. I okay, I say Rockies. I like same the same time period. The, sort of. Uh, yeah, yeah. Very same very similar time periods. Um very funny. I think that's very funny. 
A great question. Honestly, it makes great me question. maybe on a, maybe an off season pod is going through professional yes. teams and figuring out their MLB comp. I think I love that. That's fun. really fun. Um, Avalanche playoff season at Marky Mark, a good friend of mine. Marky Mark, why does still Sam still cheer for teams that continue to bring him pain? Mark, I'm getting a lot of questions today about <laughs> my questionable sports fandom, uh, and the reason is because. I have always been a Dolphins fan, always been a uh, Marlins fan. Seems too late to change either of those things, despite how much pain that it may bring me. Dolphins are going to bring me pleasure this year, Brandon. I'm telling you Fins are looking up. Fins are looking up. The Marlins continue to ruin my life every summer. But outside of that, uh, yeah, I guess one one bad decision and then uh, I guess blame my father and mother for the other two (laughs) for for settling down in South Florida. They could have settled down in San Francisco, dude. Had the Giants, had the... Had the uh, the Golden Warriors, State Warriors yeah. like much better alternative. The Forty ers went to the. That's true, but, but also you would have grown like you, that. You would have not been happy until like twenty eleven. That's true. Twenty twelve. That's true. Yeah, because the Warriors were really bad for a while. Yeah, uh, notoriously bad for a while. Um, but the Giants had a hell of a run in those like a uh, turn of the decade teams. So true. Damn. I don't know, Mark. Really getting in my head about this. All right, Brandon, your time to shine. We got the upcoming schedule. Why don't you let us know what we can look forward to this week? Mets are off. Uh, today when you're listening to this when it was released on Thursday and they're going to Miami to play Sam's Marlins again the Sandin series part two uh, <laughs> then the Mets are playing the Astros again but at City Field this time um, Braves playing the Dodgers at home that'll be tough and a fun series then they're playing the Phillies in Philadelphia before the Braves Phillies are playing the Padres in San Diego another fun tough series after yeah, the Mets Marlins are playing the Cardinals in St. Louis um, Nationals, they're in this division. They're playing the Rangers uh, in Texas, and then the Pirates for the that classic rivalry of the Pirates and Nationals. <laughs> oh man, we really have neglected the Nationals. I know. This season, I'm sorry. We? There's just only so much room you can talk. We got three talk points every time before we get into what we want to talk about. And unfortunately, the Nationals are just not garnering a hey, lot. Hey, Lane attention Thomas right is now. playing well. Hey, Lane Thomas is playing well. He he did kind of torture the Marlins a couple moments on yeah. the on the base paths and with with little bloopers. Um, yeah, what series are you looking forward to the most, Brandon? You know which question I'm going to ask. Oh, so tough. Phillies-Padres is fun. Braves-Dodgers. Yeah. Yes. Mets-Astros. Uh, see if the Mets can can win one against the Astros in New York. Uh, God, all really tough ones. And also Marlins-Mets, so we can, we can talk shit. We need more content for the pod. The Marlins-Mets are coming up. I'm looking forward to... Hmm, yeah, Mets-Astros is obviously interesting. Again, let's see if the Mets can kind of uh, bring the series back home. Um, Braves-Dodgers. Braves-Phillies. Um, yeah, I'm not really looking forward to either of the Marlins series this year because uh, the Mets are obviously very good against the Marlins, as we saw this weekend, and the Cardinals seem to beat us up as well. It'll be fun seeing Sandy pitch against his former team. Um, but yeah, those are probably the ones I'm looking forward to the most. Now, Brandon, no feature future fans. We're running We're that 50% of the time, fans, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, there's no future fans. Yeah. We've maxed, we've hit our ceiling. We have the 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 most fans that we'll ever have. Um, and I think that's it, Brandon. Do we have any reviews to go over? I don't know. Do I don't think so. <laughs> I get an email if we get a review. We haven't got a review. Make sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read whatever you say on the show. Send us an email, nlfeastpod at gmail.com. I'll crack that password someday, and we'll, we'll open up the treasure box of all of the emails. Um, Brandon, where can the people find you out there? You can follow me at Brando Grosso. Where can they follow you? Follow me at NL Feast Sam on Twitter. Check out my band, Ugly Twin. Uh, shoot us an email and review. Oh, it makes, make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter because we do do these fan questions all week long. Check it out. Make sure to, to leave a, a silly little question. Uh, make sure to deride me for my sports fandoms. And uh, yeah, Brandon, anything else before we get out of here? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.